everybody. This is Patty. Welcome to the Witching Hour. I have a wonderful guest for you today, one of my dearest friends. He is a fairy seer. He is a traditional witch. He's a conjure man. He is an author, the one and only Orion Foxwood. Before I bring on Orion, where's Patty? Because once a week, I have to actually look at my calendar and figure out where I am and where I'm going. If you are listening or watching this, the week we first drop, which is the week of February 5th, 2024. Yes, we are into our second month of the year. Yes, we are pushing towards Valentine's Day, whatever that means to you. I am home. I am home right now. I'm sure I had a great time at Tavern Paracon a week or two ago. I'm actually home for a month or so. It is time now to though, make your reservations for Romania. Because who does not want to do a witch and vampire tour of old Romania, castles, ritual, magic, and all with myself and Father Sebastian? I've got lots of other things coming up, but go to my website. Go to pattynegri.com and listing the things which I'm making right now. I sign up for my newsletter. Go to my social media and you'll know where I am probably much better than I do. But while we're home, every Tuesday, know that I have a brand new class at my school, University Magicus. I am still just finishing up a mediumship series, which you could jump to anytime because you can get all the videos uh, in different classes every Tuesday. And I have about 20 other teachers teaching other wonderful, magical things. And Wednesday, where are you Wednesday? You are with me and Heather and Richard Lael and Jason and Courtney at the Witches Movie Coven, where the five witches argue about witches and witchy movies. This week, if you are tuning in for February 7th, it is the movie Crossroads. I haven't seen it yet, but I will by Wednesday. I think it's a Ralph Macchio movie about selling your soul to the devil and Robert Johnson, and I can't wait to watch it. So watch it and join us at the Witches Movie Coven. Other than that, Life is everywhere. Music is everywhere. Magic is everywhere. We're into February. Make it romantic. Whether you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse or not, it doesn't matter. Let's celebrate love and romance for the sake of love and romance. So go out and love somebody. Hey, everybody. Guess what? This is not the Willow Report. This is the Evil Grace Report. I know, it seems like every time I bring her on, it's like, oh, what naughty thing is she doing? But I've discovered other than she bites me and she scratches me and she loves me. She's a thief. She is the biggest thief in a cat I have ever, ever seen. So much of a thief that Willow is a little worried. So she said, you take Grace on this week. Let's make it about Grace's. I mean, I understand cats are cats and they get up on things and they knock things down and they steal things. And a couple of weeks ago, I talked about her cute little toys and Everybody needs their little babies. Her new baby thing is my makeup stuff. Makeup, little powder puffs that we use with our powder. She has stolen everyone in my household. So much so that if it's on the sink and I pick it up, it's all of a sudden, it's just gone. And I'll find it in the living room where I don't really want to use it anymore. And I get, okay, I have a new powder puff, right? And then the next one's gone. And then, no, 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 do not bite me. We did this already. This is a repeat. We don't want to do that again. Anyway, so I got a new powder puff. And this one I made sure to leave in the plastic little box. You know, it's a little plastic box of powder. I closed the lid on it with the powder puff inside. This was just yesterday. Came back. 
The whole box is on the floor. It has been unscrewed and opened, and the powder puff is completely missing. Do they have kleptomania school for cats? I think they look at she's falling asleep. I think it's the light on the camera. She's such a good girl, and she's so naughty, but she's a thief. Do you have a thief? If you have a thief, let me know. I don't want to feel so alone. Put it in the comments or something like that. Your dog, your cat, your rabbit, your ferret, your whatever you have. She takes everything, <laughs> but she's worth it. Except what she bites. That's the Willow Report. <laughs> Happy February. This week, I thought we would share. Maybe again, maybe for the first time for many of you. And if not, it's good to hear it twice. A witch's ladder. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite magical spell working tools. What is this? It's a string. It's twine. It's hemp. I use hemp because you could use cotton. You could use synthetics. Any. But what's a witch's ladder, you say? You see those people wearing strings around their wrists a lot or their ankles. I usually wear them. Little knots and little strings. Those are witches' ladders. What a witch's ladder is, is knots with wishes and intent in them. Knots are always magical because spirit gets caught in a knot. Think about how magical a spider web is, right? Ooh, because it catches everything, the sun, the glistening, the water, flies. Dream catcher, Native American dream catcher, over your bed. It catches the bad dreams in the knots. Because what's magical about knots is that it catches spirit. We know spirit is everywhere. The spirit of grandma, the spirit of success, the spirit of love, the spirit of struggle, the spirit of not enough, the spirit of barely enough. But spirit, we get to create it all the time with our thoughts, with our words, with our intentions. And a witch's ladder is a great way to do it. So get yourself a piece of string. I've done it with everything from wrapping string to two slices. But if get yourself something pretty if you want, um, because you might want to wear it. You don't have to wear it. But the magic of a witch's ladder is set it up magically if you want. You know, set your sacred space, light some candle, light some incense. Really think about what you want to create and what spirit you want to put into your witch's ladder. Now, to do magic to me, always do an odd number. I would do three, five, seven, or nine knots or wishes of what you're going to do. And I know you might still be a little confused, so let me just explain it to you all together. Say, say you want to do love. Maybe it's close to Valentine's Day and you want to improve the love you have or find a new love or find more new loves. Or maybe it's about money. Those times are tough and you want to get some more abundance and money going. Um, maybe it's about health. You're like not feeling so good. That COVID keeps coming back. Or maybe you want a little bit of everything. You have three, five, seven, or nine witches. You could, wishes, <laughs> witches. You could do all on one. This whole thing could be love. This whole thing could be health. This whole thing could be money. But I'd like every once in a while to do one witch's ladder that includes everything I am looking for. And one witch in one little beautiful string. Now you could make this with a great big rope and knot and do what hanging outside your house and where bells ring your wishes into the wind. You could hang feathers on it and where the feathers are taking it on the wind. You can get as creative as you want. But let's see how to make that basic witch's ladder. Again, do whatever setup you want with this out in calling corners or creating sacred space or prayers or whatever you want to do. But now when you've got your what you want, 
You can anoint it with oil along the way, smudge it with spoke, but let's do the basic knots. Let's say I'm going to do three, five, seven, or nine. Let's do. So maybe this first one I want to do. This first one I want to do, I want to do, um, you know, really good, strong health in the new year. So I've got the knot ready to go, and I want to think about health. I want to really think about being strong, waking up every day, being fit, choosing to eat healthy, choosing to get out in nature and work out, because all those things lead to health. See it, smell it, taste it, think about it. And when it's every cell of your body, you blow that wish into the knot and you pull it tight all the way up to your mouth. I've just caught that spirit right here. I could put it on so there's something done. There's that spirit right there. Now, why do we blow in it? Remember, your breath is your life force. It's your pneuma. That's why we blow into our candles. We blow out birthday candles. From the time we're one years old, we put our breath, our life force, our pneuma into it. And remember, even the moisture in our breath is our free will. That is why some cultures spit like, ooh, what a nice thing you have there. You don't have to spit, but that moisture is there. So we just put health. Maybe now I want for this new wish, for this new, because it's the new year in, in, in the Chinese New Year right now. It's in February. So we really are at the beginning of the year in somebody's calendar. So let's say the second one is for abundance. Maybe we want some more stability in our life. Maybe we want to raise. Maybe we want a windfall of something. Mm, see it, smell it, taste it. Now, the one thing I forgot to do on the first one, I'm going to go back here. By not of one, this spell's begun. Rhyming is really good, but it doesn't have to. You could say by not of one, health is wealth, whatever that is. Okay, I just pulled the second one. I blew into it. By not of two. This wish come true. And then you're going to go through maybe number three. You want to do it about love. My, my husband and my love. Renew our love. Renew our... By not of three, so shall it be. By not of four, open this door. By not of five, spell come alive. By not of six, dispel bewitched. By not of seven, on earth as it is in heaven. By not of eight, open this gate. By not of nine, dispel be mine. So you've got three, five, seven, or nine. You've used those standard, or there's many standard ones, or you've completely made up your own by not of one. This spell has begun. Now you want to charge it. You've got these. Every time you rub those little knots, you're going to put that magic and thought, breathe into them, waft it through incense on a regular basis. I do like to charge them right after I've created it, though. So maybe you want to do a matcha. Send it up to the heavens. By the power of three times three, this spell bound round shall be. Or amen or aho or whatever you want to say. But you've caught all these beautiful little spirits in this beautiful little string. Now, what I usually do is put it around my wrist and wear it. Now, do know with most strings or hemp's or cottons, they last a long, 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 long time. and if you have to take it off, you have to take it off. Try not to cut the knot. Or you could do it so it's a bow comes on and off. Or what I usually do is put it on my ankle because not that many people are going to see it down there. Or if you don't want to wear it, tuck it in your bra for a while or your pocket or under your pillow so it reminds you. And whenever you need a little kick in the butt with spirit, rub it, breathe onto it. You've created the spirit right here on a simple string, which is ladders. Easy powerful spell work. That's magic. It's everywhere, even in your string sometimes.
Ladies and gentlemen, Orion Foxwood. Thank you so much, Orion. Thank you. It's wonderful to be on here, Patty. I'm, I'm your number one fan. I need to let you know. Mutual admiration system because I am your number one fan. And everybody listen in close because I know we have a little bit of technical here and there. Our producer will try to fix it in post, but we're doing the, the best we can. Technology is not either of our strongs. Wait, this is a tradition for us, Orion. The person who's done my show as much as you've done my show, most people only do it once, maybe twice, but we do this yearly with you because this brings us into the new year. It's an honor to be back on here. What you're doing is, I think, a crucial piece of where we need to go. You know, paranormal research and, and just life as a witch, in many ways, it's about reintroducing us to the most intimate side of life. The bulk of light is invisible or intravisible, not visible, right? Physicality is a transitional state. Our scientists know this. And there's much of how we live, that's a bit of an illusion. Like, are you ready for this? You're not really sitting on the chair. It appears to you or feels to you like you're, you're sitting on it. But you're actually not. You're hovering just above it because you're resonating at the same level, right? And because of that, you're opposing. Right. So it's that opposition that keeps you from falling into each other, which would not be pretty. Things are not always visibly quite what they are in reality. Most of life is filled with space and there's resonance that holds us into form that all of that space that is between those particles is the other world that we speak of. That is the underworld, the underworld, which is really the inner world. Now, where I think I like how I watch your shows and I just, and Buddy Mary, her shows, and, and I adore you. I see what she wrote in Pioneer. But that Pioneer is discovering a new land, but Pioneer's leading us back to a land that our ancestors held most valuable. You see, the healing that we all seek is in the intimate aspects of life, right? And our ability to once again present ourselves to life and to see it in its fullness, how it truly is. And I've been saying this little piece of hopefully wisdom, and that is that, uh, and there was a woman, Michelle Small Wright, who founded Terra Landro, which is a co-creative church center in Virginia. And I love the quote that she said, she said to, to achieve the miraculous, you must see the invisible, right? But isn't that true where love arrives? You know, you can't sit in a room and go, oh, love just ran through, you know, <laughs> you know, or love, you feel it, you sense it. And it happens when we present ourselves to each other unconditionally, you know, or like if a person wants to be at home truly in their home, present yourself to the, to the absolute essence of the house itself, to the spirit of the house, its memory to the uh, spirit of the place that you live, you know, consciousness is everywhere and, and everything. And I, and I think in your work, you're leading people to an exciting, and it should be because you're leading people back to what their ancestors revered. We got to go back way back. And as much as we're achieving technological reach, Right, we're reaching out further and further. Heck, we're in Mars, but we're not reaching 
deeper and deeper. And the two have to happen at the same time, right? Because as we go out into space, even we're going to discover things about how life works in different forms of life and different forms of intelligence. And it's that exploration such as your own that gets us ready. Because one day we all need to be able to step into the forest or step into a house, if there's anywhere, and naturally feel its inscape. Right? I'm not a real fan of the word, su- word supernatural. I'm a, I like to say supernatural. Right? <laughs> because what, what you're introducing us into is to expand our subtle senses. And that's a challenge now for us. A lot of the things that we face, and then the dilemmas, excuse me, and the strategies to, to heal or the strategies to address our dilemmas are really all in a sense of connected. COVID, COVID was still is to make it through COVID. The only way I can make it through COVID is I've got to care about your breath as much as I care about mine. I've got to care about your immune system as much as I care about mine. We have the matter as much as me. And that has to happen in a partnership. If you look in tribal society, you'll see everything centers around the we made connection, right? There was a thing that happened, really, I think it started in the mid-1800s, but it has gathered momentum. I call it the co-creative call to action for the restoration of well-being for Earth and its life. The co-creative call, and what that co-creative means is you and I are not creating in a vacuum, right? We don't live in something where nature's there and we're here. We're on this beautiful globe traveling through space, traveling through eternity with the stars passing through us and becoming us. And so... There is one life that we are partaking of, and ultimately that one life matters the most, and that's Earth itself. We are made of her. We are sustained by her. You know, she's our everything. And so the co-creative call is to call out, is a, is a, a paradigm shift in our study that we are collaboratively creating destiny, and we are collaboratively creating our features right now as it has always been. When we wake up in the morning, there's nothing that do or can do that doesn't involve an interdependence of everything. We wake up, we put our foot down onto the floor with, with faith that the floor is still there. <laughs> and Earth Mother, thank you because all throughout my whole life, it's always been there every morning, woke up, put my foot down. It looks like she's been there for you too. Yep. So there's the first big co 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 well interdependent, and then from then on, I depend on the, the air to be there, to be able to breathe, and then I need food, and then I need water, and I need so the co-creative call is a wake up, right? Now where we've been and where we've been going since the mid 1800s is into a society that's highly industrial, highly technological but highly consuming also. Movement of, of, of like theosophy, Rosicrucianism, Wicca, all the things, all the way to the pagan movement, we're in now the eco-spiritual movement. All of that is because the ancestors were shaking the tree 
from the bottom up and saying, okay, we look for far seeing eyes and see where things are going. You're forgetting your connection. In fact, if I was to lean on Christian symbology, I'd say you're truly exiling yourself from the garden, right? I personally have a thought about that in the Bible about the exile from Eden. I think that it hasn't happened. I think it's a warning of what could and will, if we're not careful. I, my own interpretation of that is breathe guidance, breathe my spirit life over the years. That whole story is about fire, lightning coming down the tree, the serpent, fire then being offered to us in the early phases of our development. We things would bring in our ears. Don't take that fire. If you take that fire, you're going to grow too quick and you're going to see yourself as something independent of life. Don't do it. It's too soon. But then another, other spirit works to say, take it, take it. You take that, you'll start to see yourself as God. You'll start to see yourself and you will evolve very quickly and you'll have mastery over life. Well, imagine it. Every world, these little hominids, right? There's this glowing thing that came down from the heavens. I gotta have it. Ooh, that hurts. I gotta have it. Ooh, that hurts. We are down the line from those brave little monkeys <laughs> that had to have it and they took our fire. But and change we did. And the fire let us be able to migrate to the cold climate. The to steer tonight like a golden sword. To melt melt metal, but more than anything, to cook our meat, to cook food, which increased our lifespan, killed all parasites and offer protein that let that brain grow, 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 grow it did. And now here we are millions really of years later and a society that we, if we look closely, we'll, we'll see how much fire has influenced us running through the electricity that's animating everything right now, plasmatic flame that we call electricity. Have you ever noticed that everything that we hold holy throughout all of our mythologies glows? of halos. We have gods that glow. We have the angels made of light. We have gin made of smokeless flame. We have fairies made of, of it, the glowing mist or liquid light. It's all about plasma. It's all about plasma. And then we have the uh, electric pulses that blow between our neurons, you know, that give us intelligence, you know, that we have the neurotransmitter. So this all heralds from and where we need to go. The co-creative call to action is to call back to the garden. When I was a little boy, I grew up in Southern or Church Appalachian culture. My mom had a lot of country things, right? One day she told me, and this is so funny, kids are so literal sometimes when they hear things. Mama said, baby, you know, there's two times we went to the tree. And the, I said, okay, mom. It was the first time we took a bite of that apple, and now we have choice. Now we could see ourselves as, as, as human. We suddenly were aware of ourselves. So she's talking about the awakening of our individuality, the growth that then we could see our individuality is a very big part of the human experience, right? And then mom opened the second time we go to the tree. So with that, we were given something. She said, but with the second time, we take the apple and put it back on the tree. Now, this is interesting. I've never heard this anywhere at all. And I remember she said, well, mom, it's funny. Her mama, what's the apple then that we take back? She said, your heart. And it's so much. I said, little boy would be a 
<laughs> she said, no, baby. She said, moron. Mama says, she said, no, baby. It's when we take what we have done with our will, our free will, our ability to choose, our ability to become individual visionary, right? And we bring it back in service to the greater whole. And the co-creative call to action is a shaking tree that the ancestors are doing things way up. You are, you, first of all, you're not just human for you. You're human for all humanity. And humanity is not just human for itself. It's human for the earth itself. We are earth with human feet and we are on her destiny. And we, we got to remember that we humans, and this is imperative that we wake up to this. I could cry when I say this. We are born of a benevolent conspiracy between the deep mother and the high father made of the clay of earth and the earth and the soil of the digested wisdom of everything that has ever lived. We've been comprised of that with the, with the expansive nature of the heavens breathed into us. We are a very special species. We really, really are capable of immense beauty, but also terrifying cruelty. And the co-creative call now is for us to wake up and know that what happens to you, Patty, is happening to me. What's happening to you, Frank, that is happening to me. That's happening to another part of we have got to be, we've got to start thinking that the solution that we're looking for staring at us in the mirror. You know, uh, Michael Jackson said one of his songs, I believe he was still, at that time he was still spending with Deepak Chopra. And he said the one line, or well, really two you're just another part of me. That, there's the co-creative call. Yeah. And so people are going to find more and more and more that there's something knocking at the door of their awareness. That there are unseen forces, human ancestors, and others that begin knocking, right? One of my students, an fabulous woman, visionary, Megan, wrote a book about spirit marriages. She just Yes, you, you did the uh, welcome to it, or you did the intro to it. Yeah, yeah I was so happy that the trailblazing woman was doing this. And that book is really worth reading. It's, because what she's looking at is the phenomena of spirit partnership and spirit marriage, right? Now, one of the things that I endeavor with people to do is to take away the ooga nature a little bit, right? And say, first of all, we are spirit. Truth is, we cannot even be sure that we haven't already died. We're, we're in the stream of memory, right? So one thing I know is we're at the same place or the same resonance at the same time. I'm glad about that. I'm here with you. We, so we are spirits. We are essential nature essence that has localized itself on a stream of time. And what is happening now is the accumulated wisdom of humanity is starting to rise up to reconsecrate our actions for the future, right? We've grown to the technological place where we can no longer live the illusion of isolation. And this is where the co-creative call becomes more like a mandate. Oh, in order for us to grow in well-being for ourselves, our planet, our destiny, we now have to go back to the, an understanding of our interconnectedness 
right? We have to make pause in our decisions and say, I know this is good for me. Is this good for she or what am I doing to be in right action there? What about when, when something comes before me on the TV anymore, I'm aware of that. Uh, and I believe they're Ho'oponopono, which is a wonderful practical alliance. But when, I, when somebody comes into a field of awareness, it means that I am in it. I am in it. That's why it's there, right? That's why the fate rose to cause me to become aware of this problem in this place. And, this, and it is our job to pray for that, to put action in some way behind that. See, if I act now, like you matter and you do, like you matter, like the people of around matter, like the, the, the things that I consume for my food matter, I'll start to act very differently about life. We're going to witness this year some, some volcanoes of consciousness, some eruptions. And those eruptions are we cannot, we cannot bless the fruit and curse the root. The problems that we face, and we faced some scary ones over these last few years, did not suddenly arrive. They're down line for other problems, right? And so now it's time to start to forget the pause and not just merely look at things, how they appear, but how they've arrived and begin to truly heal. The volcanoes of consciousness, well, one of them, I love Black Lives Matter. I loved everything about it. I loved it. And because you were watching a volcano eruption of consciousness that need to be heard. And if we listen closely to the wisdom of we, we we're going to be able to, to heal all the different populations of us that have been harmed over the years. Women have gone through some horrible things. Gay people, trans people. And then when we get into different minority groups, you know. And by God, we got the time for it. We've, we've got the time. We've got the, the means. So... This year, I think, I think, and we can all feel it. There's a tension building, right? Yeah, and yeah, that it, it's a dynamic, uh, what structural tension, you know, a rubber band, when you pull it, the further you pull it, the more to snap back. Well, there's, that's kind of happening now. What we're going to see is the velocity of, of needs, the velocity of unmet uh, places of healing that are simply going to start erupting. And we got to be willing to witness rage, hear those who have been most harmed and hear them in their fury and love them. And, and sometimes it may, it may say something ouchy, different people may say something ouchy because you, you or I look like the face of the, of the problem. Be willing to be the transformative force in the world because love is the only way through only love it's all and again this is just so beautiful and you see it again the rise in witchcraft paganism people aware of our earth saving our earth but at the other side the divide is bigger too so maybe that's going to be the explosion the people who don't care about the earth the people who don't put action and reaction cause and effect together the best thing that can happen to any condition is to have their symptom right People often, when they get symptoms of a condition, they're like, I want the pain to go away, right? And I say, no, no, honey, you don't want the pain to go away. You want the healing to happen. The pain is the informer of that. You need to point your attention to that area, right? And I used to use this analogy that if you and I were chatting and there, there was, a, say, a hot stove or something here, and I had my hand on it, right? And we're, sitting, and we're talking, and I, 
And I go, oh, well, that's hot. Ouch. Like, well, that sugared for me. Move my hand. Like, and if I leave my hand there and I just keep pogo, you know, Patty, that really hurt. And then after I, oh my God, Patty, I think I've lost my hand. <laughs> so the pain is saying move in the direction of healing, of well-being, which is why we have to hear her voice of the harm. We've got to hear the voice of the pain. We've got to consecrate that rage, right? That, 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 that hear, hear it and attend, you know? Yeah. And again, and I, I, the eternal optimist to believe we're going to do it. And we are, and it's people like you and me and all of us out there going, Hey, Hey, there is a lot of goodness going on out there too. I mean, we hear the, but we got to be careful of the news. So careful. It's 20 years. Yep. And we can get so intoxicated that we become like the rabbit in the box. My mom. Used to, I was sitting on the back porch one day and she said, baby, you see that, that rabbit over there? And I said, yeah, mom. She said, look over there. You see the fox? Like, no. Oh yeah, I see it. She said, I'm a mama go teach you something today. She said, that fox wants that rabbit. And that rabbit knows that fox wants it. That fox is real smart though. She said, watch this. Fox is just going to slowly creep. The rabbit's going to get away of it there. And then the fox is going to start chasing it. Now the fox knows it's nowhere near as fast as that rabbit. So now what the fox will do is going to chase it and start growling. And when it starts growling, that rabbit's going to be like having this image of its mind. Oh my God, I'm already in the jaws of the fox, right? So that's sort of a, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy that now the fox is getting the rabbit to do. She said that badly, honey, here's what's going to happen. That rabbit's going to take off. That fox is going to start. Nah, nah, nah. That, that rabbit's going to believe it's going to get caught. And it's going to circle around right in front of the fox. And boom, the fox is going to get it. And sure as anything, that's what happened. Right. And she taught me a lot in that moment. She said, be clear, baby, as you go through life about your thoughts and what you think. She said, and what, what shapes those thoughts, what informs those thoughts? She said, because you don't want to be that rabbit. Oh, it, oh that is beautifully put because I was just re- something today talking about my grandfather's big psychoanalyst and how about how when we tell ourselves something, good or bad, life is sucks or life is great, our, what, our psyche just wants to do everything to prove that's right. What we say, prove what it's right. So it puts the spotlight on whatever we're saying. Well, yeah. And, and what we think about expand, you know, where the thoughts go, the energy flows. Uh, there's a woman named Anastasia Newitt who wrote a book called, well, the practical aspects of spiritual discernment, I think it was. And she had this concept that is powerful. She called it unlawful images. She said, be mindful of the movies that you watch, the things that you watch, allowing uh, images of violence, images, you know, the, uh, into your brain. Because if you don't think they're getting in there, you're wrong. To mind the gateways of your mind, like inventory also the, 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 the thoughts that go through that I call them the haunts of the inner house. Right? I want to, so you want to be able to do, when Patty goes into a home, is able to hear the intimate side of that home, whether it's haunted, whether it's spirited, what's going on there. You wouldn't be able to do that 
one of the things that I have found that has influenced both the good and the bad where we're going is that we've got to start also being comfortable with our aloneness. Like me, I have to have chunks of time where I hear my thoughts, where I hear what is happening within me. There was a, a band named Neil Klott, his work crazy over. He's uh, considered one of the world's leading authorities on the Aramaic. Yes, well, Jesus. Well, one of his, uh, and it's a profound spell. And one of, I think the Sermon on the Mount or one of the versions of it. And he said that there's a short one and this is something Yeshua has said. Uh, Jesus would have never, ever answered to that name. He never knew that name. It was Yeshua ben Yosef, or Yeshua ben Mariam, during Yeshua, his rabbinical name. And he said this, now he says, this is one of the things Yeshua said, you must go with me to the mountain of vision, that elevated place within us, and summon the village of born and blessed. Wow. That's very powerful. He's mm -hmm. saying, and this is, to me, this is a part of that call. Before we can have life become holy, we've got to reconsecrate our presence in it. Because if we don't feel holy in God, we can't live a life of holiness or wholeness. So his, what he's saying there is go within and know that there is part of you that is eternal, which is true. The energy that we are was born at the beginning. There's been no new energy. It just moves around, right? Go within to that place where we know that we are stars with human teeth, right? We know that we are on the essence of eternal being. Summon the village of voices, meaning the thoughts, the fears, the things within us, the shadowy areas. Summon them to come forth. Not so you can judge them, attack them, but instead summon the, all the broken pieces. Bring it to your most sacred self and love it into healing. So blessing, the word blessing comes from an old Texan word, bledshin, which means to blood. That does mean to like dab her. To blood, that means to restore something back to the life flow. Yeah. That which we exile, we become. And abandonment is, is, is if you want to think of a double, right? And the illusion of isolation. Oh, that is beautiful. Anyway, oh my God, I have so many questions, but we actually sadly are very out of time. That was so, not. Awesome. You know, I'm going tell everybody they're going to be in love with you now, like I am, where they can find you, anything you have coming up, where they can find you online in life, come, your beautiful books. We, we have, I could talk for like 16 more hours, but I can't. We just have to have you back much sooner this time. I adore you. I would love that. Patty, you're, you're doing such a great job. Your people, such a good job with such integrity. Well, I, I have a website, still not terribly functional. I get to get to work on it. Orionfoxwood.com. I'm on Instagram a lot, on Facebook a lot. I mean, I was, I'm working on a bunch of projects right now, one of which is a put together a library of folklore, fairy, material. And we're right now at 65,000 books. Did you not? PDFs. I'm putting that together. I do, uh, uh, I'm going February, March, so I hope to be getting out to LA. No, and I hope I will be a couple of times this year. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye out, really, and you'll see me be bopping around a lot on Instagram, a lot on Facebook. Say hi, please, you know, would love that. And I want to increase doing more, uh, a lot more public appearance this year and shows like your own, your own, because I think these shows are crucial. They go out to a district, they go out in a voice and they show the co-creation co-creative alliance between all of us. 
who are in, in the public doing work. But stay tuned, folks. There's going to be a lot of folkloric, magical opportunities this year that, that I'm going to be doing. I really think we've got to calm up the practices of our ancestors more, right? We want the roots of the tree now to be as solid as the branches of the tree expand. We don't want to topple, you know? We don't want to topple. No, no, we've got to take care of our trees, so to speak. So, Orion, again, you guys check him out, orionfoxwood.com. Find him on social media. He has beautiful books. He has books on conjure and southern root book. He has books on the tree of enchantment, flame in the cauldron, all sorts of fairy work, southern work, and one of the best spoken everything. So I'm sorry we have to rush off, but come back again soon. And everybody, Thank please, you. beautiful friend, Orion. May I leave you with a blessing? Yes. May all the powers of love encompass you through all nights and through all days and in all good ways. Thank you.